पतितपवान की जाय श्री मन महाप्रभु की जाय श्री हरि नाम संकीर्तन की जाय श्री गौ जी गोपाल जी की जाय गो भक्त की जाय ठोट जवान is concerning Sukadev being in the, in the womb and uh, this idea that he was there for 16 years <laughs> already a challenging concept yeah. poor mother yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course these ideas also are there also huh? so the Bhagavatam trying to take you out beyond like then calculation because you start to think how can a boy can be 16 years uh-huh. in the womb how can it be there and how was the birth <laughs> how was the pregnancy what's uh, what's more right. yeah that's safe 16 years but also like I've heard I read some material saying not necessarily you have to take that like literal thing but some point is trying to be made there. No? So he was 16 years. And the point was because of fear of Maya. I don't remember if the text exactly exactly say like this, Balkan, because he was afraid of Maya. Um, not because, but it's but maybe he wanted not to be entangled with yeah. what's going on outside the womb, if you will. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that the main point there is that that's showing who he was. No? He was not at all interested in what's going on outside. So he was so much... He was Atmaram. I mean, 
he went out of the womb already being Admaram. Maybe in some of those 16 years, some, he made some progress in the Admaram conception. I'm not saying no. <laughs> there is no information about that. But generally, we, we received the idea that he was Admaram. So I would say that not so much that he was afraid of the world, because again, he was Admaram. So, I mean, what fear is there? Fear Admaram, fear disappears, no? because fear comes as a byproduct of uh, looking Ram, looking pleasure some other place. Bayam Dutiya Satayad, says the Bhagavatam, famous verse. Bayam Dutiya Satayad. Fear comes from absorption in duality. So if you have fear, that's because you are absorbed in the world of duality. And the world of duality, of course, implies you are looking for pleasure in the wrong direction. So that creates duality. <laughs> so, but for someone who is Atmaram, the condition is different. It's Abhai, as we know. It's fear, fearlessness. The person is totally fearless. So, actually, the idea that Sukadev Goswami didn't want to go out is not because he was afraid that he may go out and, I don't know, some lady may entangle with him or whatever. No, he was Atmaram. Atmaram is one who derives pleasure from the self. Atma means the self, and Ram means pleasure. So, one who has reached that insight, I mean, that con- inner conclusion, not theoretically, but really feeling that, I don't need to go anywhere for finding pleasure. So that, that's the point. He was in the womb and was feeling, I don't need to go anywhere. No? <laughs> I mean, I'm Admaram. No? I'm deriving pleasure from the self. So, no, where to go? No? That's the whole thing about material pleasure, as Guru Maharaj always said. No? We are just, <laughs> we are like, like this, moving here and there, and the other following. No? <laughs> this, they are not Admiral. No? They are chasing and being chased. Jiva 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 Nam. Thanks for the theatralization here. Dramatic performance to accompany the idea. So, um, no? I mean, the, whole, the whole quest, the whole journey of material life is, is that of looking for, for pleasure outside the Atma. No? So, and, and we cannot remain seated. No? Guru sometimes say, karma, life of karma means you are running, you are running, because you are unfulfilled. So you have to fill the, your existential hole <laughs> with some pleasure that you don't realize it's closer than what you think. So you, you take in objects, you connect your object, your senses with the sense objects, and through that type of exchange you feel all relief. But actually you are running here and there always. You, you get relief for just a few moments. So Sukadev Goswami at this point was not a <coughs> let's say a, a Siddha in the context of Bhakti. So we are not speaking about him as Guru Maharaj say the, the, the topmost devotees moving also but because of overflowing of Ananda. He was in the middle. He was like, still, sit, Admara. No necessity to go anywhere because Admananda, I am in touch with. Hmm? The very famous verse of the Bhagavatam is this depicting 
Sukadev's condition, Atma Ramas Chamonayo Nirgranta Pirukrami Kurbanti Hai Tukim Bhakti Nitam Bhutaguna. This famous word that Mahaprabhu explained. Hmm. Now, first to Prabhavoma, like 21 or 24, and after that to think Sanatana Goswami. I saw who forgot. There was like 60 something. But my point is that it's a very important verse of the Bhagavatam that speaks about how Sukadev goes Atmaramas Chamunayo and, and Muni <coughs> who is Atmarama it's beyond Nirgranta Apirukrame it's beyond all type of Grantas non Granta general mean like knots entanglement desires can be applied to some other things also scripture whatever but Apirukrame Kurbanti Hai Turin Bhakti Apirukrame but in regarding to Rukram, to Krishna, Kurbanti Hai to Kim Bhaktimitam Bhuta Agunahari. The Bhakti to him is, or Hari himself, has such um, attractive features that even Nanatmaran, who is self satisfied, becomes attracted to that. Of course, the whole point of that verse is Sugadev Goswami is the main example of that. So, so it is said that in the womb he was Admaram. <coughs> It's not that so much he was afraid of, of the world. An Admaram basically is not aware of the world. <laughs> He's so so much like immersed in the, the bliss derived from the from the Atma. It's a type of Ananda. You know? We in our tradition we have such a uh, detailed uh, hierarchy, you know? parade of levels of Ananda, you know? going from the topmost. Uh, High Ananda to the lower type of Ananda, if we can call it like that. <laughs> or the false sense of Ananda, that is the one that we think we are deriving by contact with the sense objects, what's called Jadananda. Not Jagadananda, Jadananda. <laughs> Jada means inert. So Jadananda means inert bliss, or the bliss from the inert. That you say, which bliss is that? I mean, bliss and inert seem like oxymoron. So it's like some ironic expression that is there. You know, the, 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 the ananda that you think you are deriving by contact with the with inert matter that is actually not possible to, to obtain any sense of ananda. But above that, yes, Atmananda, entering in touch with ourselves, free from all that we are not. Wow, that's interesting horizon. <laughs> but that's just the beginning of the ananda journey. We have Brahmananda, we have Swarupananda, Swarup Shaktyananda, and this whole, we won't enter into detail now, but, <clears throat> but Sukadeva was Atmaram, <clears throat> and also it is said that he was not tasting only Atmananda, but also hmm, he was Brahmavadi, he was tasting the bliss of Brahman, one level. So, he was in the womb of her mother, of his mother, sorry, for 16 years. <laughs> so the idea is, again, he was not aware he was in a womb. He was just immersed in Admaram state. But eventually, there was a higher force, if you will, that took him out. <laughs> because re- remember, who is his father? No? Vyasadev. So Vyasadev, in one point, is above Sukadev. No? He's a, a bhakta, and compiler of the, of the Bhagavad. And... Um, 
the revealer of the Bhagavad, and he wanted Sukadev to get out, <laughs> so he may pour on him this Bhagavad. But when Sukadev gets eventually out by arrangement of the providence, and maybe by the desire of his mother, that he was just, <laughs> okay, you are quiet, you are a nice boy, 16 years, but you are still, you are Asmaram, but get out. <laughs> So eventually he gets out, as you know, what he what does he do? He goes straight to the forest. Again, it's not that he was afraid of, oh, no. Sometimes the Charis explain that, but mainly trying to make a point. And for us, like, Anadmaran has nothing to do with this war. He's not interested in this and this and this. And because of this, it is depicted that when he went from the womb to the forest, and the way he was just like, well, he came out from the forest, I don't know how it was in biblical court ceremony or whatever. And don't ask me that. And uh, and some ladies were having bath in the lake, and there were young ladies naked having bath. And when they saw Sukadev, he was naked also. So generally, I mean, that's almost a pornographic depiction, you know, young ladies and men naked. But Sukadev was Admiral. so actually he was not seeing ladies what to speak naked he was not seeing ladies <laughs> and, they re- and they even though they were not the topmost sage they realized he's looking at us from a very different perspective he's really looking at us <laughs> so they they didn't feel the necessity of well, entering to the water a very shameful situation because they realized he's not perceiving all that he's just going straight to the the spiritual principle. And Vyasadeva was starting running after him, calling him, son, son. And sometimes devotees may also say that. And Vyasadeva was so, Sukadeva was so detached, he just left his home immediately, his womb, not even the home. <laughs> but Vyasadeva was attached, he was Grihasta and wanted his son back, but that's not the idea, no? I mean. <laughs> How Vyasadev may be attached to his son, come back, my dear, I want to just spend some few years with you of your childhood and later mm-hmm. at least give me your Kumar Lila, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, he was attached in the, in, in the proper sense because he wanted to share with him the wealth of the Bhagavad. No? And he knew he's a, a proper uh, like vessel no? to pour this. So, when he tried to follow Sukadev, but he was not able, he was relatively old. So, when Sukadev merged, if you will, in the forest, so Vyasadev was not able to follow him. So, what he do, as you know, uh, he did. He sent a good cutter, and he shared, some, shared to him some verses of the Bhagavad. So, you bring some wood for the oven or whatever, and meanwhile, you recite this unauthored sound. <laughs> so the woodcutter was like cutting wood and also it's never clear which were the verses he recited. There are some opinions here and there but not specific about which were the verses. So, But the point is that he was reciting some Bhagavad verses and returning with the wood and with Sukadev <laughs> who was walking behind him like hypnotized. You know, like following that sound. And because of this, Admarama Samunayoni granted. Even an Admaram is becoming like, attracted by 
Harikata. Swami Maharaj quotes, and Trotamapi Upanishadam Dure Harikata. Nadmaram and Brahmavadi is mainly situated in this abstract house of the Upanishads and find like rest there. But when Harikata comes, that's a different type of movement, no? Leela, dynamic. So even that makes the ones who are sitting still in meditation, it breaks their meditation, no? but in the proper sense, no? in, the proper, in, a, in a higher direction. So Sukadev was open to that, <clears throat> and he and he followed his father back to the ashram, and there he was instructed about the Bhagavad. So gradually his conversion, if you will, into an Admaram Brahmavadi started to become more and more dynamic in connection to to the prospect, the devotional prospect he was receiving from Vyasadev. So with all this, what I'm implying is at least from our perspective, I, I speak for me, I know Gurmata's opinion also, maybe some other Gaudiya Vaishnava have other opinion, but for our perspective, Sukadeva Goswami is not the eternal power of the Srimati Radharani, as someone may say. And basically, we based on this, uh, because of the Bhagavad itself, and this type of things I'm saying, and also there's one commentary on, on, on the Sanatan Goswami, he makes it, uh, the Nukasur Lila, like this. It, it's at that point, basically. At one point of the, the, Nuka, the narration of the, the Nukasur Lila, there, um, Sanatan Goswami mentions that Swarup Siddhi mentions him, speaks of. Yes, sir, but I kind of he finds, he finds this, like this is my place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, it, yeah. He, or Masakur used the term of Swarupsi. So in one commentary of Sanatana Goswami, I think in chapter, I don't know, 14? No, 14 is not the Nukasur Lila. The Nukasur Lila. Oh, maybe it's 11th, 12th chapter. One verse, Sanatana Goswami comes, in one point that Sukadev Goswami is exp- exp- expressing to Maharaj Pariksit some uh, up, upsurgeon? Absur- no, it's not. Upsurge? Upsurge certain insights in this specific moment Sukadev Goswami is attaining his like fixed if you will identity in, in Lila not like implying he was not there before no? so basically <laughs> but I, I have heard stories of some other devotees mentioning that he was Srimati Radharani's parrot and, but strictly speaking there is not such a wealth of evidence to, 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 to explain that. No? Yes, this, there is this idea that he was a pirate in, in previous life and all this story, you know, with Parvati and Shiva reciting of the Bhagavatam, falling asleep, pirate pirating, so on. No? Entering into the <laughs> into Vyasadeva's life and remaining there for 16 years and appearing not as a pirate. So again, there are some details that for our... <laughs> no? uh, Literal understanding of things is like too much. I mean, a parrot entering to the mouth of someone, becoming the white lady, becoming pregnant of the parrot. After that, for 16 years, and not the parrot, but the human being came out. <laughs> it was it was relatively bluish, 
complexion. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, again, you know, there are some details that I don't know. I'm not saying skip them and that's all mythology or life, but do not get like extru- overtly like, but it was a pirate, not a pirate. If 16 years or 12, who cares? No? I mean, <laughs> so, but the idea is that, no? Sukade was. He heard the Bhagavatam in his life as a pirate that created some Sukriti, some scar. He entered the womb as Nadmaram. He attained that level of realization. But he went out and he completed his his path, if you will, by the grace of Vyasa and by engaging in Kirtan. No? He, Sukadev is the example of what's called Kirtanakya Guru. No? This, we have these nine practices of Bhakti. Travanam, Kirtanam, Vishnashmanam, so, so Bhagavatam itself mentions the different personalities who become like prominent figures who attain perfection by one of those practices, even by only doing them that. So the first two practices, Raman Kirtan, the examples of that are are Shravanakya Guru, Kirtanakya Guru. No? Just for hearing, just by chanting Harikata, attain perfection. So, that on one side. And also you mentioned at one point, of course, I already answered this, but you asked how Krishna could have left the planet and in case Sukadev Goswami would be an eternal associate, let's say, he left him here. Well, we can say the same with, with some others also, no? Because it's not that he... Of course, scriptures say when Krishna... But there are many ideas of how Krishna returns. <laughs> no, for example, also, uh, Sanatana Goswami, and many Goswamis actually commend that after killing Dantabakra, uh, Krishna also, when he kills Dantabakra, that's in Mathura, that's narrated in the Bhagavatam, 10th canto. And after that, the Goswami say he returns to Vrindavan and like uh, was the opposite of unfold. Okay, wind up the whole lila, continue and re- returns to Golok, and his expansion remains during his pastimes uh, out of Raj, let's say, and Dwarka basically. That's at that time. So we can say that thing, but even in the expansion. For example, this is a famous case of of, of, of Udav, no? When Krishna was Udav was realizing his eleventh cant. Of course, Udav is not the Brajavasi, and at that point we, we are saying Krishna is the Dwarka, this Krishna, not the Krishna. <laughs> but even that, in that sense, he was uh, asking Udav, "I will leave, but you have to stay. So please stay to." give my message to you. And he speaks to him the whole, basically, 11th canto of the Bhagavad, which is called Udav Gita. That's one of the many Gitas in the Bhagavatam. We mainly know the Bhagavad Gita, but if you go to the Bhagavatam, there are like mm-hmm. 10 Gitas, at least. Udav Gita, Rudra Gita, Aila Gita, Bhumi Gita, Bhikshu Gita, Mahishi Gita, Benu Gita, Gopi Gita, Jugal Gita, Brahma Gita, 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 Gita. Song, 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 song. And one of them is Udav Gita. So, so Krishna is leaving, and he's, he's leaving, and he's leaving Udav here, but with some purpose, of course. So, 
if these things happen also. Or, or the opposite, we could say the opposite, when Krishna is born. As we spoke these days before Janmashtami, you know, eventually he is born from the womb of Yashoda in the Bhoma Prakatlila. <coughs> but Yashoda, Nanda and many elders were there for many years. I mean, Yashoda, Nanda, how many years they had? Nanda said that he was like a grandfather for Krishna. We can say also say, oh Krishna had them here for so long, he was not here. This idea of he was not here, uh, we have to understand what's going on inside them. <laughs> Until a point we can understand that, basically. You know? but he's, he's never leaving them. I mean, he cannot live without them. So it appears to us that he's not there and he's born at one point. That's how the Lila unfolds and the awareness of the unfolding of the Lila plays out in the case of the Parisats. But, I mean, we we cannot conceive of Nanda and Jashoda, for example, whoever, without Krishna. We cannot conceive of Krishna without Nanda and Jashoda, without Balaram, without Sudam, Sridam, Lalita. So, yeah, Boma Lila has some timeline, time they appear some one moment, the other, the other, but we have to understand that the eternal permanent relation is, is there, even though here on earth it plays out in a way that shows like someone is coming, appearing, leaving, separation, you, but in the, <coughs> in the internal realities, they are all there, let's say. So, it's okay, some ideas about Sukadeva Swami. Just a formal question, to clarify, what Amaram and Ramavad, Ramavadi, what might be the difference between that and the church, Jivan Mukta? Mm-hmm. Is that similar to Ramadan? Mm. Okay. Terms. Let's go to the glossary section. So, yeah, Jivan Mukta, as Guru explained the other day in the Swami call, I think, it's mainly a term for yogic or jnani line, although there is one sloka that he was quoting from Patira Sambhita Sindhu when he describes the Jivan Mukta also. I mean, there is some place for that in the Bhakti tradition. And he makes the parallel that for us at least Jivan Mukti, Jivan Mukta means Baba Bhakta. Jivan Mukti means Bhakti. So, so it's almost attaining the goal. Something is yet to, to come there. In the case of Gyan, on this, you know, Prarabdha Karma has to play out, and it becomes Videha Mukti. It means you leave the body and you enter uh, Brahman. That's the goal of the Gyanis. But in the case of Brahma body, well, Brahma body is sometimes there is these two terms, Maya body and Brahma body. Sometimes the distinction between the two is that it is said that the Maya body is someone who generally uh, commits offense towards bhakti eventually and because of that that person cannot attain the ultimate goal their ultimate goal of merging into Brahman and the Brahma body is someone who aspires for Brahman also but it's not like dismissing bhakti altogether you know? it's accepting bhakti of course in the context of mixing it with his her and attaining 
but not committing Aparad towards Bhakti, so it can attain Brahman. So Sukadev was one of such kind, Brahmavadi. Of course, he was not a someone who... I, I've never read if they say he was a Jivan Mukta or what, but it could be. No? Even in the state of Jivan Mukti, the Gyani or the Brahmavadi is just waiting for Prabhupada Karma to expire, but maybe in that waiting of Prabhupada Karma to expire, powerful influence of Bhakti can come and <laughs> some other things will start to expire and appear in one's life. No? So, so Jivan, yeah, Brahmavadi, I mean, it, it is not speaking about the stage of the practice, but basically an approach to the practice of Jnana in this case. No? That is uh, uh, bereft of apparat towards bhakti. So yes, looking for Brahman, taking bhakti in a respectful way, honoring <coughs> that, being grateful with that influence to mix with jnana and attain the goal. But you can be just a Brahmavadi in the first stage, or you can be a Brahmavadi like he's a Jivan Mukta. No? So, uh, which other word you use? Brahmavadi, Jivan Mukta? You mentioned a third one? Yeah, Adhmaram. Because is Atmaram different from Jivan? Like if you're if you're an Atmaram, are you not a Jivan? Well, they are in one point they can be synonymous, yeah, they can be applied. But also the term Atmaram not necessarily applies only only to Gyanis in this case. Well Jiva Mukta also does not apply necessarily to Gyanis. No? So that's the point. It's some flexibility. Even though mainly you will hear these terms, no? Atmaram, Jivan Mukta, and the Jnani, even yogic uh, like frameworks, there is some place for it to be exp- expressed into the context of Bhakti. No? Atmaram, Jivan Mukta. But again, there is some, par- some parallel that we generally, we generally, instead of saying Jivan Mukta, we say Bhava Bhakta. That's more go the alike. <laughs> he attained Jivan Mukti in Bhakti. He attained Bhava Bhakti. <laughs> no? <laughs> Be clear, please. <laughs> no? So maybe also the same, no? When you say he attained Admaram in Bhakti, no, Admaram in Bhakti basically means what? I mean, you are satisfying the self, you are not basically... It doesn't mean you are just a pure devotee, totally transcendent, but we can speak of different levels of Admaram, satisfaction in the self, but from Nista on, some form of Admaram is there. No? Because in Nista, he said, at least advanced stages of Nista, the big part of an artist is out. No? Mainly Duskritota, Sukritota, Anarta. No? There may be some Aparadota and Bhaktiota if one is not careful. But if one is careful, one will be really peaceful just at that time. Nista, Nista means steadiness. Steadiness means you are peaceful at one point. You, should, you are not just like up and down like in the previous stages, like Anishtita. So from Nishtam, what to speak, Ruchi, Asakti, there is, of course, all these forms of Atmaram. In one sense, but the point is that the devotee is not looking for Atmaram. He's not looking at all the right pleasure. We could say Atmaram for a devotee, well, of course, Atma is a name for Krishna. We can do many things with the word. <laughs> But our Atmaram is, yes, I derive joy from myself. But what's myself? Myself is me and my potential. 
my potential has to do with someone else in the context of bhakti. So eventually my joy ends up in the object of my service and love. So, but that's my version of Admaram. <laughs> Am I doing that? I'm peaceful. Krishna says that. Someone attains full peace when three things he mentioned. No? One acknowledges that I am the highest enjoyer. And what does it mean to acknowledge that? Not just to say, Krishna is Parapurusha, the supreme enjoyer. No, it's like you really are, like, how do you say? Like living out, acting out your words, your belief. No? Krishna is the supreme enjoyer means I'm living for that <laughs> idea. He is the supreme controller, Sarvaloka Maheshwara, Suridam Sarvabhutanam. He's the topmost friend of everyone. So I really believe that. <laughs> I, I, I trust that. Prakshishyatibhishvasogaptritivaranamkita, I, I, all the symptoms are there. And if you enter into that, accept all the things, he's a supreme joyer, controller, and friend, and you understand properly how he controls, how he enjoys, because as we spoke the other time, I think I came here, yes, Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, but which idea do we have of that? Because we hear so many times, Krishna is the supreme enjoyer. So we may very subtly projecting our own or wrong idea about enjoyment, and thinking Krishna is enjoying, like I try to do, but a little better, much better, but in one point similar to... Because we may not have an experience of what does it mean selfless enjoyment. <laughs> but the point is, what's the topmost enjoyment for Krishna? To give pleasure to his devotees. And because of that, he's the greatest enjoyer. <laughs> because he's not doing, he's doing nothing else apart from that. So we have to get clo- a closer, clear idea of what does it mean Krishna. He said, Bhaktaram Pasam. I'm the enjoyer of all sacrifice and efforts. If not, we will become, oh, he's doing competition to us. He's my enemy. I want to be that person. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> but when we, we realize he, he enjoys by giving himself to others, we start to realize, oh, that's real enjoyment. That's the only thing God is doing. He's just dedicated to give pleasure to his devotees. That's his enjoyment. And he is the supreme controller, but how, which is the most powerful powerful thing to control in, through in, in the world? Love. So that's how Krishna controls. And he's, when you look closely, he controls by love, but that implies he's controlled also. <laughs> love controls both, both sides. So in this way we start to really understand how he's controller, enjoyer, and friend. Even if the first two we, we didn't like too much, he's the supreme controller, enjoyer, I don't like, I want to be that, but he's your best friend. So he will share all that. So when, when one really leaps out, acts out that belief, you will attain peace. The one who knows me as such, with all those attributes, really is peaceful. Admaram, <laughs> if you will. Admaram basically means you attain peace. Of course, our goal is not peace. 
But Krishna Bhagavad Gita says, how can you be happy if you are not peaceful? So, <laughs> there's also some scope for being peaceful, sattva, vishuddha sattva, vishuddha sattva, vasudevam sabditam. <laughs> so, yeah, some words about all these terms. So, yeah. There is some scope for peace. Santa Rasa is the lowest Rasa because it, it speaks about peace. <laughs> In this world, that's the highest thing, no? peace. In the upper world, that's the lowest thing. In the upper world, the upper thing is Parakia. In this world, that's the lowest thing. I mean, nowadays maybe it's not the lowest thing, but generally, it's, you are going to go into someone else, it's not proper. There is highest, but in the, pro- in the proper way. And here, top more thing, sh- shanti. Everyone is looking for relief, peace. And there, it's not the highest thing, but it's there on the foundation, if you will. There is peace, but there is so much. As Guru has said, peace and love. No? <laughs> because peace mainly be- means stop suffering, relief. But from zero went to one, two, three, limited number series of numbers. <coughs> but sometimes great sages who are devotees are described as Atmarams, also the four Kumars are described as Atmarams, and they are devotees. Certain type of devotees they represent, but they are still Atmarams. <coughs> What else? Something else? Mm. Uh, recently, I was trying to read something on Janvashtami online, and I came across some um, statement that uh, Shukadeva had a son named Krishna. Oh, <laughs> that's what happened when you Google <laughs> without blessings. But, uh, that, was, that wasn't like a devotee uh, website. That was like a website with information about Krishna. Uh, uh, so it was uh, one of the meanings from the uh, dictionary, a Sanskrit dictionary. So it means it must be mentioned in some story. Some Purana or whatever. But Sukadeva had a song. Yeah, and that was the name of his wife, but it was... Uh, oh, what do you say about Krishna? His, his son was named Krishna. Ah. Yeah. I, I heard that somewhere it is, there is some stories like this, but not like from... from Shastra, basically, no? But some, because you go to India and you find so many stories, stories, everywhere, stories, stories. I've never read from some really their their site, which which was the source. No, uh, I was reading it on my phone and my internet mm. was so slow that yeah. I couldn't Google yeah. more. Mm. No, but of course, no. Our even if our <coughs> if that will be in some unknown Purana or very obscure text that is not the main reference for us, even if that would be the case that I'm sure it's not. Of course our main reference is always the Bhagavad Purana and, and the and the 
um, depiction of Sukadev given there is like totally, I mean, 16 years in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at naked woman and not seeing woman, so not aware of himself. As Guru Maharaj said, he was detached even from his coping. No? Mm-hmm. So you can even <laughs> if someone only lives with the coping, you say, wow, that's detached. But if, if even coping is represents an entanglement, <laughs> oh, you say, wow, that's real detached. So, so it makes, I mean, and, and after it, on top of that, eventually he became like a, such a devotee by contact with Vyasadri, by contact with Bhagavatam, he attained this Sarup Siddhi. So, how Bhagavatam unfolds this type of uh, developments in, in, in the characters, it will be totally unusual that after that, oh, he get married and have the family and they live together at home. And he put Krishna to his son. <laughs> so, maybe some obscure rel- rel- story here and there we, we can do some research but and, and sometimes this is the point no also when you know when you say sukadev sometimes there may be many sukadevs we are not speaking about the one sukadev Goswami who spoke to Bhagavad some other who may be called sukadev and because that happens also many times yeah, I think the reference was to that sukadev to that sukadev yeah <laughs> no, be careful with. <laughs> no, we will receive from our church a very clear, like, depiction of Sukadev. No? So, whatever other thing that appears to contradict that should be, like, properly. In order to present such a thing first, we should see who is saying that, which is the source, which is the context, and put on the other side of the scale all the other things that we already know, so how to understand that. And there we can reach Visaya, Samsaya, Purvapaksha, Sangati, Siddhanta. So I I heard sometime once, I remember something that there was something like that, but I remember it was something quite, quite like obscure, no, like obscure reference, not like Padma Purana or whatever, <laughs> some Goswami book, but some. And you go to India, there are many books that have like very many parallel versions of of many stories, very well known, and those parallel versions are really like weird. You see, like, no, but. I knew this Krishna, I knew this Sukadev, and you are given like the ap- apocryphal, how is it? <laughs> the apocryphal version of the, the real story, underlying reality. So no, yes, Sukadev, nice thing of the material. Can I make a comment? Yeah. Because you have to think of like, what is the function of Sukadev in Bhagavatam, not like what are the story, all the the stories about him? Like, what what's his purpose in love? And this, like, for me, when Gumraj explained the whole thing about the parrot, that was one of the first times. Well, it was one of the first of many times that I saw that. Oh, Gumraj really understands the like the theology behind it and what the point of the whole mm. thing is. Not just like you know the story. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, because the thing with the parrot. 
and this this was like this was one of the times where Gumraj's like insight and, and you know like his position kind of like struck me for the first time because I was kind of reading about it between hmm. one group and the other arguing about it and Gumraj like went right to the heart of it and he said like what is Shukadeva's function and in, in the Bhagavatam and it's to show that the Bhagavatam is uh, is uh, uh, Nirguna mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so if, if Shukadeva came from the Leela then the kind of the whole story of him showing that the Bhagavatam is beyond yeah. Nirguna is kind of you know okay it still goes on but it kind of takes takes away like what his main function yeah. is so and, and Gurumaj explained that like kind of without more like um, not with like all kinds of like knowing this Purana or it's not in that mm-hmm. Purana or there's not this information or there is that information he's like what is the function of mm-hmm. that you know he's a real person but what is the function of that mm-hmm. character so that was like that was one of the first things that really like um, I remember him because it really struck me about Gurmash I was like wow he's a re- he's like a, a theologian mm-hmm. he's not just like a you know he understands why the character is mm-hmm. there and why the story happens at the beginning of the book and what it Yes, it's cool. oh, nice, nice contribution thing. Yeah, that's as you mentioned. The other way speaking, I don't know with whom, but like the role of the theologian is like to unfold the the ultimate implications of everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the story, but unfolding. Yeah, because the other groups, you know, to get, like watching yeah, them, gets, one arguing this way yeah, from stuck, the story. Stuck in details. Of yeah, this one arguing from this story and then Gumaj just went right, yeah. you know, like a laser, right to the, mm-hmm. like, what is the... Yeah, why is Yeah, 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 I agree totally. Because of that I mentioned this Admaram Sloka and, and mentioned why Mahaprabhu explained that like in, in totally like almost 100 different ways like going around that verse like saying this verse is important I will let me explain it to you one time let me explain you again let me explain you again 64 times here all that is contained there and the whole point is that verse is yeah the Bhagavad is a treatise it's a treatise it's called Paramahamsa Samhita a treatise for topmost one for uh, post-liberated stage Nirgun and, and so on so as so Gorsunda mentions quoting Guru Maharaj. If that wouldn't be the case, Bhagavatam will won't be able wouldn't be able to make that important point it wants to make by showing Sukadev in that function. So yeah, and also this idea of stories, Bhagavatam full stories, Puranas actually the dynamics of Puranas are stories. I mean if you compare I don't know, Upanishads, Vedas with Puranas, Puranas is that particular presentation, you know, dynamics of stories and people and some teaching in, in, in between the story as Kursunda was saying so, and each role, each personality is having some function in order to le- deliver this, the point that wants to be given So it's, but the stories are so also so symbolic and so full of detail that it's also easy to get lost into the <laughs> oh he was born and this and other Purana say but they are trying to take you and take your attention in one direction. So, and of course, for that we need not just taking the book and read by ourselves because we may get stuck in the details of that story. And because of that, the importance of study Bhagavatam under the guidance of the Bhagavat.
ग्रंथ भागवत भक्त भागवत बुक भागवत दिवोती भागवत Even if someone says, no, finally got the proof, he got married. <laughs> okay. I mean, it doesn't change the, the point he wanted to make, or the Bhagavad who wanted to make through him. Mm. And But, as for some, say, for some, that may be like a whole challenge to their whole faith. You know? So, God, I was married. Oh, maybe this is not bona fide. I, all my life I thought it was nice. <laughs> It was not about being nestic Ramacharya. <laughs> 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 no, that's the point. Even to it has nothing to do with being 16 years in your mother's womb, being a parrot in your previous life. Being nice. All those things are there too. Similar, not the same, but similar to Mahabharata also, no? in the sense of these ingredients to create some emotional bond and, 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 and guarantee our presence and attention there. Oh, the parrot entering into the mouth and was 16 years old. Oh, 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 but I mean, the point is, he wants to say something to you. So, how are similar romance, politics, and intrigue? Oh, 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 what the idea is. As Kumara said the other day, Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna's love for Krishna, vice versa. So if you don't get that point that is clearly depicted in the Gita's cover from the very beginning, <laughs> you are maybe like getting entangling the way on the way with the details. And that's the role of the guru basically, you know, because scripture is there. Some may say, No, I read the and some people say I read the book. I don't need the and this is what Prabhupada also mentioned that Guru Mahesh quote so many times that people um, some people went to Prabhupada and they were speaking about Bhagavad Gita, uh, what, which was like the main question Prabhupada made to them. First he asked them, have you read Bhagavad Gita? Uh, so the people maybe say philosopher, whatever. Yes, I read Bhagavad Gita. So second question Prabhupada said, and uh, which is the conclusion of the Bhagavad Gita? The same thing, what's the point of the Bhagavad Gita? <laughs> and people like, Conclusion? Yeah. <laughs> you need parampara. <laughs> if not, you, you don't even. If not, you don't even realize that there is a conclusion, that there is a point. But maybe you take the book and say, oh, "Okay, nice," and everyone subjectively will take whatever they like. Uh, but that means you are not getting the whole thing, because the book itself has been given in parampara, composed revealed in the context of parampara. So if you don't connect with that energy, like wire, you, see, like, uh, you will miss something for sure. And that's why we get all these like hundreds and thousands of commentaries to Bhagavad. And, and when you read are all these things, all these points that the book wants to make, and when you read commentaries you realize oh I never in my life would have thought that actually this verse would say implying this no? so. and yes one very important book point of the Bhagavad through Sukadev Goswami is this idea no? the whole 
presentation and setting of the of the discourse was, was that this, his story and how the Bhagavad came and how he was attracted even though he was already in your guns. And that's preparing the stage because the Bhagavatam will explode, if you will, in tenth canto. That for a general eye, general public, it doesn't seem to near Gun, tenth canto. It seems quite pretty earthly. No? <laughs> so one requires pretty good like putting, no? preparing the stage. When you get to the Raja Lila, you realize, oh, this is still near Gun. Uh, not only still Nerguna, but the topmost form of, <laughs> of, of, of a stage beyond the Gunas. Even though it seems totally mundane at one point. You know, so it's to really get... I, and it's not only to get to that conclusion in an intellectual level. That, oh yes, now understand that Brajalila is beyond the Kunta, Prakrita, not at all. But to get the particular feeling that that conclusion affords. Because actually, Bhagavatam wants to give us a feeling. I mean, eventually, we should develop a feeling for the book. But there is a particular feeling for for that particular section. So all this preface, if you will, building up of, of the narrative is, is is there for that. So we understand the real position with proper tattva, proper siddhanta, and, the, and on the foundation of tattva, as Guru has explained, Baba will will emerge because bhakti is an emotion but it's an emotion that is sustained in a philosophy that's different in this world you can have an emotion without necessity of philosophy <laughs> in this world actually for you can be emotional and philosophy will get on the weight of being emotional <laughs> you just ah non-philosophy requirement. <laughs> they just can melt in a sentimental way and no philosophy requirement. For bhakti, for pro- being properly emotional in bhakti, you need some grounding in uncertain understanding. So, from this point, Shukadev is really foundational. Because if, if you don't get that point, you may misunderstand the whole treatise and that can be a, a real like shame, least shame, scandal for the sages. No. <laughs> you get to the foot of the Bhagavatam and you're misunderstanding such a thing. You should very, be very careful. And, and yes, it's because of that it's say, most important than reading the book, that is nice also, but it's hearing the book from the lips of a realized Vaishnava. Because you will get the proper points that the book wants to give us. And also, if we are reading a book, we should study the book. Study means pay close attention to what we are reading, take some notes, and also like corroborate, corroborate with the sadhus. Am I getting to the point of the section, story, book, or am I just making up my whole, my own? <laughs> points. That's important. That's nice, nice exercise. Okay. Shri Lashukadeva Swami Kita, Antarashtra Madhvara Kita, 
गुरुदेव प्रदीत भगवान की जाय श्री हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जाय श्रीमान महाप्रभु की जाय श्री दाऊ जी गोपाल जी की जाय गोर भक्तवृंद की जाय गोर प्रणाम हरिओ